With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents the Health Podcast. So what happens during hearing loss and when are hearing aids necessary? You have questions. Pullman Regional has answers. Here to answer those questions on hearing loss and hearing aids is Rutendo Chikuku of Palouse ENT and Audiology and Doctor of Audiology with Pullman Regional Hospital. Dr. Chikuku, thank you for your time. So what causes hearing loss? Yeah, so that's a great question. So a lot of things can cause hearing loss. Here at our facility, we'll see people who come in with noise-induced hearing loss. So maybe they haven't been very good at wearing their hearing protection and they work with really loud power tools. Or in our community, we have a lot of people who do hunting and some recreational shooting. So if people don't wear protective devices, that will cause permanent hearing loss. So that's noise-induced hearing loss. We also have um, what we call uh, age-related hearing loss. So just as we get older, um, we tend to lose those higher pitches. So that's just age-related hearing loss. There's also what we call kind of ototoxic um, hearing loss, which just means sometimes we'll take medication. Sometimes people will have chemotherapy, particularly um, or certain antibiotics that are detrimental or cause damage to hearing. And we'll catch those sometimes after they go through chemotherapy because that's the most important thing to get the cancer away, but then some of those side effects will be hearing loss. So there's a gamut of things that can potentially cause hearing loss. So noise-reduced, age-reduced, and ototoxic. When it comes to age-reduced, Is it generally when someone gets over 50 or 60 that hearing loss occurs? Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, you know, for most of the time, it's really good to get a baseline hearing test when people um, reach about age 50. You know, so age 50 is, you know, that kind of age demographic that people start to get all these other just kind of checkups, you know, they'll schedule their colonoscopies and all that kind of testing, um, we want people to have a baseline hearing test at about 50 also. And then we can schedule either um, annual tests or every other year test to monitor what's going on with their hearing, if it's remaining stable, or if it's getting worse over time. So when someone does lose hearing, is it generally in one ear that's exposed to the noise, if it's noise-reduced, or or and then when it comes to age reduced hearing loss is it generally both ears at the same time so age related hearing loss um most of the time the vast majority um of age related hearing loss is in both ears yeah sometimes you know we'll get you know some, uh people come in with unilateral losses but that's a small percentage most of the time the loss is in both ears and at what point should someone see the doctor yeah i mean when people are Having concerns, so if people are hunters, um, if people are musicians, particularly musicians, um, because that's their livelihood, that they have good hearing, it's it's good to get to get a baseline at any time, um, just to see what your hearing looks like, so that we are able to monitor that over a period of time. If people are just wondering, um, how am I doing with my hearing? that's also good to get a baseline. Most people will start noticing that they have trouble with speech understanding, uh, particularly in background noise, um, understanding phone conversations, 
Um, if they go out to eat at restaurants, you know, understanding just the conversation in the midst of that background noise um, starts to be challenging. Um, so, yeah, when you start noticing some of those symptoms, you know, tinnitus also sometimes can be an indicator of hearing loss. Um, so those are good telltale signs for people um, to come into our office and um, get a baseline hearing test and we can see what's going on with their hearing. So how do you diagnose hearing loss and then at what point are hearing aids necessary? Yeah, so you know when people come in for a hearing evaluation, we go ahead and test different frequencies or pitches of their hearing and we want to test to see if you know, whether or not they're coming into our normal range or if they're outside our normal range, you know, then they're falling in different degrees of hearing loss. So that's how we're testing the hearing um, aspect. When people have a hearing loss and they're a candidate for hearing aids, we recommend that they go ahead and at least go through a hearing aid trial. Sometimes people uh, will come in and say, well, you know, if, if, you know, I go ahead and tell them that they are a candidate for hearing aids, you know, people sometimes may be hesitant. I'm like, well, I still feel like I'm doing okay. Um, but the, the, the idea is you want to treat hearing loss with hearing aids sooner rather than later. Uh, because you, you're, your people sometimes forget that they listen with their brain. So the ear, you hear with your ear and then you listen with your brain. That's, that's what I tell my patients. So the ear captures sound and then it goes to the brain for processing. When you have hearing loss, your brain isn't getting the input from those particular pitches. Then because of things like brain plasticity, um, your brain kind of reallocates that real estate for something else. Most of the time, it's for the vision center. So maybe fast forward 10 years, and then you decide to get hearing aids, um, and then you try to stimulate that part of the brain. It no longer is responding well um, to those tones because it's now reallocated to something else. So the thing that suffers is your, your ability to understand speech using those particular areas that have not been stimulated for long periods of time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I always tell people to treat hearing loss sooner rather than later. Uh, because, you know, I'll see a lot of patients, you know, uh, my youngest little kid in hearing aids, um, was fit at six months. And I have a patient who's 101, and then I see everything in between. So when people get hearing aids, as soon as they're diagnosed, maybe um, at, on average, maybe young 50s, you know, people get their hearing aids. They do really well uh, for the most part. Um, just the longer people wait, um, you know, sometimes I'll see people maybe 85, and that's their first set of hearing aids, but they've had hearing loss for 20 years. I mean, they'll, they'll, still, they'll still do well. Uh, but uh, probably not as well as they would have done if they had gotten the hearing aids a little bit sooner. Um, so, yeah, the goal of hearing aids, you know, I'll tell patients is that they do better with hearing aids, but they will not restore normal hearing. Um, I, I always want to, to, to throw that in there also. So once it's gone, it's gone then. So better to get those hearing yeah. aids sooner as well. Well, that's great advice, Dr. Chikuku. And do hearing aids help with tinnitus? I hear a lot about that and the ringing in the ears. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a question that, you know, <laughs> quite a few patients come in uh, wondering. So, you know, with, with, with um, you know, tinnitus, 
we have people who, once they wear hearing aids, it resolves um, that situation. It resolves that ringing or, you know, that buzzing that people perceive in their ear. But there really isn't um, a, a good rhyme or reason, if I can put it that way. The research is still in progress with that uh, because it's literally a coin toss. You know, I'll have 50% of my patients that say, oh, yeah, that feels a lot better. Whenever I have my hearing aids on, I don't hear the ringing. Um, but then I will also have the other 50% that says, well, it's awesome. I hear better. You know, I can understand speech um, a lot better, but I can still hear the ringing. Um, so it it really depends. It's, you know, from from the research is still working on finding better answers for that. So it's really until you try the hearing aids and see. Um, I uh, don't really have uh, an answer for a general question like that. So it's pretty patient-specific. Right. So depending on the person, it may help, it may not. It's all individualized, like you say. And then what is the connection between hearing loss and dementia? Yeah, so that that is very, you know, uh recent research um probably um the 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 uh core research of that, you know, they started looking at that maybe 10 years ago where they were noticing um so, you know, m- more correlation. You know, I like that word better. Um that if people with here with dementia also had hearing loss um, then they were finding that those people deteriorated faster. Um, so, you know, the the, the essential um, discussion or the, the take-home message was for people to remain engaged, you know, because when people are more, they can't, when people can't hear, you know, they, they're detached. Um, and this is for anybody, you know, whether or not they have dementia, you know, you, you, you retract because you aren't able to hear what other people are saying and communicate um, effectively. Um, so, you know, your, your, the, the social um, health or well-being of your life is affected in that way. So when people have dementia, um, they, you, you're retracted anyway and that hearing loss contributes to that. So they find that that deterioration um, goes down a little bit quicker. Um, so the, the, the take-home message was if you have dementia, it's strongly encouraged, if you have dementia and hearing loss, it's strongly encouraged to be able to treat that um, so that dementia doesn't deteriorate um, as, as rapidly. So just another reason to get those hearing aids to stay engaged. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, that makes sense. And Dr. Chikuku, thank you so much for your time today. For more information, visit PullmanRegional.org. That's PullmanRegional.org. This is the Health Podcast from Pullman Regional. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.